This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss ageism. Ageism. What is ageism? I'm not sure if you're familiar with this term. I, I really wasn't too familiar with the term. I knew about the impact of ageism, but I never really looked at it in that term. Ageism is basically the strategy or technique of discriminating of people over the age of 40. Over the age of 40. Age discrimination. That's basically what it is. Ageism. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit, like for myself, I always thought to myself, hey, you know what, there's laws out there against um, you know, age discrimination. There's, um, you know, of course, you know, the, the, the Civil Rights Act in, in the 60s, right, they basically um, pr- they created the EEOC, which prevented people from being discriminated because of age, color of their skin, their race, their national origins, and all sorts of stuff, and, and, and sex. And we always thought that, okay, that actually falls under the same pr- premise. It, it's all there in the same umbrella, ageism. You know, anti-discrimination of people over 40 years of age. But when I was starting to do my research on ageism, I was like, wow, I could not believe that it's basically a, an act, a law, that says that you can't discriminate against people over the age of 40. It's a law that doesn't have n- not much of a bite, not much of a bite to it. And as I was doing my reading and my research of companies that have actually terminated people over the age of 40, I was really, you know, shocked. But the biggest shock that I got was that even though that there's a law out there, there really is no consequence for companies because they discriminated. Over and over again, when you do some research on ageism and discrimination, but because of age, you find that companies, organizations, and businesses that are charged with discrimination get nothing more than maybe just a pat on the hand or just say, you know what, we're not even going to hear this case. So if you actually think that, oh, yeah, you know, I'm over the age of 40, yes, but I got my degrees, I got this and this and that, you know, oh, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to discriminate against me, uh, guess what? Uh, yes, they will discriminate against you because you're over the age of 40. And right now in this country, we have a culture, you know, a belief that young people are smarter. Yeah, they may be smarter at a couple of things here and there and all that stuff, right? But older, other people are also, you know, smarter. They have wisdom of the years that they have, you know, uh, ex- you know, had different jobs, different experiences, you know, different things that they've done in their life and everything like that. Uh, one, one statement that came up t- was uh, a remark that Mark Zuckerberg said in 2007. And he said, young people are, are smarter. Young people are smarter. Now, when I was actually taking a look at companies and organizations that discriminate because of age, Google had to pay $11 million in, in fines 
to over a few hundred people who applied that were over the age of 40. $11 million, that's really chump change if you really think about it. You know, for an, an organization that was found that they discriminated against people over the age of 40. That, that really is nothing. When you actually take a look at what an organization and business would receive as a fine for age discrimination, it's really laughable. Say, like, for example, you're in an organization, and the organization posts a job promotion, and the job actually pays $5,000 more a year than what you're making right now. But you're over the age of 40, and they gave the job to somebody who's maybe 29 or 30, or whatever the case may be. You can go ahead and try to file a complaint. And if it ever goes to a court, and they discovered, yes, they did hire this person because this person is 30 and you're 45 years old and stuff. Do you know that the fine that the organization gets is the difference between your current pay and the pay that you would have gotten times two. So if the job was $5,000 more, that meant that the fine is $10,000. And the attorney that's going to go ahead and represent you in the court costs and all that other stuff that goes with it, you know, comes out of that. So you'd be lucky to get maybe $5,000 out of the whole entire deal. And then it's a done deal. That's it. You can't even go any further with this. So it's not really a punitive damage. Compensatory, yes, they're going to go ahead and give you the difference times two. But that's, that's about it. And that's the whole entire reason why businesses and organizations will discriminate because of age. Because there really is no major fine because of violation of the law. Unlike sexual harassment in the workplace. Sexual harassment in the workplace is like, like hands down, starts off at about $250,000, you know, uh, fine against a company for sexual harassment in the workplace. That's why if you ever notice, right, in businesses and organizations, they always have sexual harassment training. They have to, you have to go ahead and see this video. You have to go ahead and receive this briefing. You have to go ahead and sign here, sign there, sign everywhere so that they can go ahead and say, yes, that they taught, taught you about this, 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 that this is a major issue because it's a lot of money. But when you talk about ageism and the company is only going to get, in some cases, a slap on the, on the hand, for discriminating against somebody because of their age, what is the incentive to hire people over 40? There really isn't. And unfortunately, in this country, a lot of folks, they get their degree later in life. They get the degree later in life. And I'm one of those people too, because, you know, Unlike some folks, right, I didn't have a mom and dad that was going to be able to pay for, for me to go to college. I had to go to, to the military, and I didn't get my bachelor's degree until the age of 35. I didn't get my, my bachelor's until the age of 35. But that's because I had to work full-time. I had a family. I had to take care of them. But I had to go ahead and go to school. And that's so by the age of 35, I finally got that degree. And at that point, right, I was already borderline getting to you know, that age, 40 years of age, where people don't really want to hire you. I got my master's degree a couple years later, to 38, just under 40. And I kept on putting in for jobs, kept on putting in for jobs. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I, I did everything that I needed to do. You know, I checked every, every block. I did everything that I could. 
so what the heck is the common factor that none of these places would hire me and stuff? And basically what it was is age. What it was is age. Because it really doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that, hey, you know, if I graduated from high school in 1979 to figure out that I'm in my mid-50s, probably in later 50s right now and stuff, you know? It's easy to discriminate against people, especially when they say that they graduated, you know, way back then. Age discrimination is real. It, it totally is real. And it doesn't matter how much paperwork you have, how much diplomas you have on, on the wall, how much certifications you have. Age discrimination is real. One of the things that I learned about is that even like on LinkedIn, on Monster and Indeed, all of these places, right, that offer jobs, that post jobs and everything like that, they're usually key words that basically try to get younger people to, to uh, apply. Like one of the terms that, and I remember seeing this over and over again, and I'm like, you know, huh? I don't know, maybe I can't consider myself uh, a recent graduate. Recent graduate, the best candidate is a recent graduate. A recent graduate means someone young, someone that's just finished, you know, college or, or, you know, someone probably in their 20s or something like that. So when you see somebody posting a job that says recent graduate, that's basically what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody young. They're not looking for somebody who's 40, 50 years old. So that's something, you know, you got to take a look at. Another thing too, right, uh, digitally naive. No, digitally <laughs> Native, digitally native. That was the terminology. In other words, somebody who's familiar with, with technology, whether it be you know email, text messages, things like that. You know, people that are really into computers and stuff. And old timers, we never. Those are words that we usually don't use. You know, and there he goes again. There's that. That's that's another subject. And like for myself, right? Now I remember growing up. I used to consider these folks, right, they were old, hey, old-timers. I used to always call them old-timers. And there was a terminology that we used to use way back then, too. It was a old geezer. Old geezer. And guess what? <laughs> now I'm an old geezer. Wow, you know how times have changed. How times have changed. And it doesn't, and, and it's not like this is something new. But I think it's something right now that impacts people more than ever before because I remember going into the workplace and, and there was people that were much older than me and that was fine and we accepted that that was really cool no problem but nowadays it's sort of like you kind of get discriminated against within your workplace because of your age because of your age let's go back to terminologies and stuff key words that people use and like I said, we used to use the terminology old geezer, old timers. Nowadays, right, they have phrases like fossils. They have uh, uh, computer illiterate, old school, dinosaurs. Or something that my daughter just cued me in on, is it terminology? Boomers. She, you know, she says, well, that's all right for you, boomers. I'm like, you know, come on, come on. Well, what the heck are you talking about, boomers? What are, what are you talking Basically because I'm a baby boomer. And that's fine. But there are hidden words that they use, you know, to, you know, identify people that are older. 
I was taking a look at an article in AARP, and I kind of like AARP. You know, you get a lot of pretty good information, especially for folks of my age. And it says seven signs that you have been targeted by age within your workplace. Coded comments. And there you go again, the coded comments. When they say, hey, we need some fresh faces here. Fresh faces. It sure doesn't mean somebody old, fresh faces. In other words, what they mean is that they want some younger people in the organization, in management, in supervisory, in whatever the position and stuff. Different dealings. You see how people of age, of 40 years and, and above, they basically get treated differently. When it comes to like training opportunities, you know, going someplace for training or something like that, Older folks are usually not, you know, given the opportunity to train because they're like, ah, nah, we don't, we don't need to train this person. And it, it, it's actually, you know, a sign that you've been discriminated against, especially when it comes to projects, assignments. Well, they're going to go ahead and give it to so-and-so to do. This guy's 30 years old, but this guy is 50 years old, but he's been doing this for the longest, but they don't want to go ahead and do that. They don't want him to have, you know, a, a, you know, the, the job or something like that. Wounded words. And wounded words is basically, like I said, those those words that people use and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that guy's a fossil. That guy's a no-timer. Oh, yeah. Hey, you got grandpa just came in and stuff, right? You know, that's really inappropriate. That's really inappropriate to, to use, you know, well, for, with, for folks that are old. Another thing is HS... Ageism assumptions suggest that just because somebody's older, they don't understand technology. Just because somebody is 40, 50 years old, that they can't understand or will, are never going to be able to understand how to use a computer. And that's, that's a false assumption because there's a lot of baby boomers that know the ins and outs of how to work a computer. So making a false assumption about people you know, just because of age is something that we need to go ahead and, and correct in our workplace. Social segregation, where all of a sudden, right, you know, okay, you keep the older folks over here. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and, and put, you know, those three guys over there to take care of, of doing this, some menial job that really is nothing much. So you see it in some organizational cultures, right, where they actually segregate older people from younger people and basically just, you know, hoping that eventually those guys will, will, will leave. Layoffs. Layoffs. Sometimes organizations, right, you know, will say, hey, you know, we need to go ahead and lay off, you know, some folks. And that's a way for them to go ahead and justify getting rid of people that are over the age of 40. And... And, and what's so crazy about it and what's so so disappointing is that in some of the cases that I have read, that's a justification. That's a good justification um, in the eyes of the EEOC and if, when it ever goes up to courts and stuff like that, they, they, they actually side with the business and organization. IBM laid off 40,000 people over the age of 40. And they justified it saying that they're reinventing themselves. They're reinventing themselves. That's the reason why they chose not to hire, well, to actually dismiss 
people over the age of 40. So if you're with IBM and you've been with IBM for many years and then all of a sudden, right, you get this pink slip, right? Hey, you, you know, uh, tomorrow's going to be your last day of work or something like that. Oh, we're reinventing ourselves. And guess what? The courts actually support it. The courts will actually look away at any complaints. I saw this one article, right? It says that in the past couple of years, over 230,000 age discrimination complaints came to the EEOC. The EEOC only chose to uh, follow up on just 1%. 1% of 230,000 complaints of age discrimination. In other words, the EEOC really doesn't take it seriously. They honestly don't take it seriously. They really don't care to take it seriously. So, but to only take 1% of the cases to trial, to court, you know, that's something that um, it, it, it's shocking because here is the organization that we're actually depending on to protect our rights as workers. And they chose not to even, even follow up on anything or even pursue, you know, anything for, for these damaged workers. And... and What's so crazy is that there really isn't anything else you can do because you can file a complaint, you can file a complaint, and it's, it's going to fall on deaf ears. And what we need to do is try to establish organizational culture that's all-inclusive, all-inclusive to, to include people of all ages, to include people of all you know, experiences. And when we start eliminating people by just due to age, we're basically closing out on opportunities. We're, we're basically, you know, we're, we're, we're basically doing a discredit to ourselves, to our organizations, to our customers. We really are. Because although this person might be 40, 50 years of age and stuff, they have a lot to contribute. But one of the things that, you know, I, I'm, I'm like for myself, right, I'm trying to do is trying to defend myself, you know, if I have a good resume and I know I can do this job, you know, document everything. Document that, yes, this is my experience. This is this and this and that. And hopefully, if you have a supervisor or a manager that will actually listen and hopefully give you that promotion, hopefully give you that opportunity to move up within the organization, you know, you know, say, hey, you know what, I'm capable of doing this. You know, I'm, I have that same certification. I can do this. I can do that. You know, to try to, you know, move up within the organization. But like I said, there's a lot of organizations that they just, you know, they, they don't see people over 40 as valuable workers. I think that in your job search, when you're looking for a job, and if you're over the age of 40, do your homework, do some research, find out about the organization, talk to people who work at the organization, take a look at their website, take a look at the pictures that the, the, that website posts on their Facebook. If it's an organization, right, that values people of, of older age, people over 40, you'll see people over 40, you know, in their, in their pictures in, in their website. But if you see an organization, right, where probably the, the median age is something like 25 years old, there's a good possibility you're not going to be, you know, chosen for a position or a job at that organization. So you're going to have to go ahead and do your own homework. Take a look at the organizations. There's a lot of good organizations out there. 
that basically value people with experience, value people of age. I, I know I, I talk, and I have no affiliation with USAA. USAA is a, is a great organization, and what they, they give people who retire from the military an opportunity for, for good jobs, good benefits. And so obviously, if you retire from the military, you've got to be over the age of 40. And when I take a look at that organizational website, I see people over the age of 40. I see that they value diversity. I see that they value uh, age, you know people uh, that are higher in age. But, you know, li like for myself, sometimes it can be very discouraging. Sometimes it can be very discouraging, you know, especially when you apply and apply and apply after the age of 50, 40, 50 years old, you know, but y you're going to have to do your homework. You're going to have to, if you want to stay in the workplace, you have to, you know, do your homework. If that organization is going to lay you off, you're going to have to do your homework, you know, get your resume together. You know, if it means having to go to college, maybe take a class or two or something like that, maybe to sharpen your skills that will make you a little bit better, in a better position to actually get a, a, a job or a promotion that you really want. I'm at the position right now where I'm starting to think about um, retirement. Uh, I'll be 60 years old pretty soon, and I know, I know somebody's out there saying, wow, this guy's an old geezer. I know I can hear you right now or a boomer like my daughter calls me. <laughs> but, you know, the, you know, I still have a lot to contribute. I ha still have a lot to offer. I remember this one song. I remember the lyrics of this one song. It says, the best of me is yet to come. The best of me is yet to come. The best of you is yet to come. Just because you're over the age of 40, it doesn't mean that you're done here, okay? You know, you have a lot more to do. You have a lot more to contribute. You have a lot more that you can give. You know, I think... I, I honestly, honestly believe that people over the forty, over the age of forty, they have a lot more to contribute, because we've been there, done it, you know. We got the T-shirt, we've been there, so we got to this point at the age of forty where we feel that we want to give back, and that's probably the reason why I started my podcast. My podcast was because I've learned so much throughout my whole entire life. I've had so many experiences. You know, I've been to so many different places. I've learned so many things. And now I'm at the point where, you know what? I want to give back some of that experience to people that are listening to my podcast. So when they're kind of discouraged, hey, you know what? I'm kind of finding it hard to get this job. Where I'm, what is it that I need to do or something like that? I want to go ahead and give advice and say, hey, you know what? This is what I did. You know, it's okay to go to college. Go ahead, go to college and stuff, right? You know, do, do everything that you can to be the best you that you can be. But don't forget the best you is inside you. And it's not because of your age. Because, you know, you are the best you. And after the age, after the age of 40, 50, you've accumulated so much knowledge. So much knowledge. And I think we need to, we need to go ahead and reinvent our organizational culture to understand that people that are over the age of 40 have a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge. Don't look at them as dinosaurs, boomers, old geezer, grandpa. Well, I'm sure they can teach you how to be a grandpa. You know, but they have so much to teach, teach us. We have to embrace that. We have to embrace that. <laughs> I keep on thinking about Mark Zuckerberg's um, statement. I think I think the statement was was just face it, young people are 
just smarter. Young people are just smarter. I wonder if he's going to be saying the same thing 15 years from now when he's in his 40s. You know, they think about it. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, after discriminating against people over the age of 40, what's going to happen when he's over the age of 40? Is he going to have a, an epiphany and say, you know what, maybe I was wrong? I hope so. I hope so because, you know, that, that statement is really kind of arrogant. And it's not until he gets to the age of 40 and people are going to say, hey, you know what, you're a dinosaur. We don't need we don't need you in the workplace or whatever the case may be and stuff. Because it's going to happen to them just as it happened to us, as it happened to the folks be before us. Because people think that because you're over the age of 40, you're irrelevant. But you are relevant. You can make a difference. And it's not about... It's not about, you know, being young or old. You have a lot to contribute. You have a lot to contribute. So age of discrimination, you know, unfortunately, it's out there. EEOC, don't count on EEOC to to help you. They may take your complaint. Thank you very much. And let's put this over here in, in the wrong file, or whatever the case may be. Because to me, it was so discouraging to see that 200 30,000 complaints, and all they did was just take 1% of it and try to take it to court, and of that, just about nothing happened. You know, it's very, very discouraging. Very discouraging. But keep it up. Keep it up. Like I said, do your research. Find organizations that, that cater to, the, to folks of age, people that value diversity. You need to go out there and, and, and look. If you want to stay in the workplace, go out there and find those organizations. There's some organizations that are out there that can, that you know, look at people of age and 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 actually help them. You know, and it, it, and <laughs> I, I think like for me, you know, it's sort of like age kind of crept up on me really fast. You know, I'm here. You know, I, I finished my military career. I started another career. I'm ready to go ahead and uh, retire from this other career. And I'm looking. I'm constantly looking forward to the next stage of my evolution. And that's where all you folks that are over the age of 40 are out there. You know, just if you have to reinvent yourself, reinvent yourself, but you have the knowledge, the skills, the ability to actually do that. You actually do. So what, what I'm hoping that you get out of this is that when you're in your workplace and you see someone of age maybe 40 and above, or I know where I work, there's a few folks that are like in their mid-60s and some actually in their 70s. Take the time to talk to those folks. Take the time to, to reach out, make them feel more comfortable within the workplace. Take the time to listen to them, listen to their experiences, listen to all the things that they have done throughout their whole entire lives and stuff, because you're gonna learn a lot from those folks. And we don't have that much time with those folks. We really don't have that much time with those folks. I know um, in our organization, maybe like about three or four folks that retired over the age of 70. And that's a wealth of knowledge and experiences that they've had. You know, take the time to, to learn, appreciate all the things that they have done. Take the time to thank them for their service in their organization, for their service, you know, to their community and all the things they've done. Because I've, I've spoke to some folks and... Uh, they have done so much in their community to reach out to the to the youth in their community, and I'm like, wow, 
I don't have enough time to do anything on my own, much less go out and help folks. And, and you see these folks do a lot of volunteer work and stuff, which is really, really noble. It really is. So I'm hoping that you, you like I said, you do some um, research on the jobs that you're applying. And um, I'm hoping that you um, can, can, can help others. I'd like to thank you very much for listening to my podcast. Um, if you'd like to write us a, a, an email, the email is leadershipemotion 36 at gmail.com. If you'd like to take a look at our Patreon page, our Patreon page is out there designed to try to create an um, uh, outreach program for folks in our community, basically um, trying to give them uh, information to, to make them better leaders tomorrow. I thank you very much, and please subscribe to our podcast. Uh, please uh, um, you know, give us a little review. Give us a thumbs up. Anything that you can, right, to support our podcast. I'd like to thank you very much. And as always, take the lead today for a better tomorrow. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.